Welcome to this Ask a Leader edition, an in-studio recording of my guest, Dr. Ken Williams, incumbent running for another term on the Orange County Board of Education's Area 3, where he's served since 1996. Ken Williams is a doctor of osteopathy and private practice since 1986, as well an educator and university clinical professor. Area 3, which he represents, includes communities in Irvine, Lake Forest, Foothill Ranch, Silverado, Modesca Canyons, Brea, Orange, Villa Park, Anaheim, Anaheim Hills, Portola Hills, Trabuco Canyon, Cota de Casa, Dove Canyon, Robinson Ranch, Santa Ana, North Tustin, Panorama Heights, and Cowan Heights. He serves on the Board of Trustees of the Central County Regional Occupation Program and is a sworn law enforcement officer and sheriff reserve with the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Dr. Williams completed his BA degree in pre-medicine at UC Irvine, his medical degree in an osteopathy from the Western University of Health Sciences in Pomona, and his postgraduate surgical and medical residency training at Pacific Hospital in Long Beach. The board meets at 200 Calmus Drive, Costa Mesa, that's off Red Hill, north of Bristol. And the next regularly scheduled meeting, I believe, is February 5th, possibly February 12th. There's a uh, discrepancy in the scheduling on some of the websites. Dr. Williams joins me in studio. Welcome to Ask a Leader. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you, and I I think I'm not the only one in a a heck of a civic lesson here, just in time for our March 3rd primary. Briefly, Dr. Williams, tell us what is the purview of the county's Board of Education to distinguish your board of, of, from the Orange County Superintendent of Schools and State Superintendent? Absolutely. Good, great question. So the Orange County Board of Education in June of 1977 took over the responsibilities of the county supervisors, the direct powers uh, of the supervisors, as well as the budget uh, adopting process was given to the Board of Education. Historically speaking, boards of education have been in California for over 100 years since uh, we became a uh, state. First, we had county superintendents in each county in California had its own superintendents then in the late 1800s that's when boards of education uh, were developed uh, subsequent to that we've had now uh, after that local boards of education which uh, are in their own white right a government uh, another governing entity okay thank you for that so your concerns that you you post are the, among other things, charter schools, limited government, public safety and safe schools, academic standards and all. Um, let's talk about individually those items uh, that are of interest in uh, your charter on serving. Tell us what, to what extent the charter schools are a portion of your campaign. Charter schools are very important to provide educational choice for parents and families uh, in California, especially here in Orange County, where we typically have your brick and mortar education classroom with your traditional state uh, 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 given curriculums and mandates. Charter schools open up different educational choices for parents and, and for children. So it's very, very important. Uh, charter schools are public schools. Uh, they, they do form another 
opportunity of choice, especially for those kids who are historically disadvantaged and in economically deprived communities where their schools have been performing very poorly. Charter schools offer that uh, academic opportunity to advance the education, if I can use the term educational ladders of life, and um, we, we see that charter schools are performing extremely well uh, when you put them next to public, the traditional brick-and-mortar public school. So an evidence of that performance? Oh, ab- absolutely. It's based on? It's based on, I, don't, I didn't bring any of the, the studies here, but it's based upon uh, evidence that's out there in the literature. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'll get back to that in terms of the where that uh, is a support in campaigns. Um, you also claim a scientific basis in abstinence-only sex edu pro- programs. What sources support your claim that abstinence-only um, addresses those goals in public health with teenagers enrolled? Well, that's not the primary purpose of my campaign, but since you ask it, I'll, I'll try and answer to the best of my ability. So I'm a physician by training. Uh, my background is, is science and medicine, and um, when we look at the literature that is out there, you're gonna see varying um, sources that will disagree. There will be one source that'll say abstinence does not work, uh, and then you'll say um, evidence on a long-term basis that it does. So uh, when, when you look at uh, transferring uh, values, transferring academic information from one generation to the next, uh, it makes common sense, and again, uh, Dr. Stan Weed, who is from Utah, um, makes and gives clear evidence of this, that long-term, uh, those kids who engage in abstinence uh, for their sexual life and for their, their sexuality have lower rates of pregnancy, lower rates of HIV and sexually transmitted diseases. Well, I did a little checking around in advance of the interview, and I... I'm pulling from the American Academy of Pediatrics and the National Institutes of Health, and they'll make a counterclaim that the absence only sets up the adolescent for not being prepared when they do be- have their sexual debut, and they're, they're very clear on that. I, I could mention, uh, I, I guess I would just like for listeners to go to those sources, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics and the NIH, to consider the data that they've been including in there. So um, my guest, if you've just joined us, is Dr. Ken Williams. He's incumbent running for another term on the Orange County Board of Education's Area 3, which does include Irvine, where this station is housed. So let's let's talk to what are the objectives of your go, uh, seeking another term what is it that you'd like to get done there's because there's a lot going on right now on the board there's a lot going on in education and when you look at the curriculum standards that we have adopted about four years ago it's called common core we see that the overall academic achievement scores are not any higher in fact they're a little bit lower so we in uh, about four to five years ago, decreased the academic standards. We actually lowered the standards in schools, and we've seen that reproduced in lower uh, achievement testing. So there are source resources that are available to the Board of Education in Orange County. Uh, there's funds from Sacramento that support K through 12 education budgets. What will the Orange County Board of Education do with that available funding? 
well, opportunity. The, well, the Orange County Board of Education, uh, as well as the Department of Education, because we are you know, the trustees for the department, we supp- uh, supply support for the communities, support for the local school districts. So we do have some children that we uh, educate. Uh, we do have some charter school kids. We have our own uh, a high school. Uh, we do have the alternative uh, education system for those children who uh, unfortunately are at high risk and are incarcerated. We do also have a, um, a homeschooling program, a public homeschooling program. So we do have some, some children that will take advantage of these curriculums out there. But there are also there are sacramental funding available for other, some of the more have-not districts that are in the county of Orange that could be receiving those right so um, substantial funds right so if you follow the money which follows the student it comes from sacramental uh, to the local school district so if that child is enrolled in a local school district the money from sacramento goes to that school district okay well uh, my understanding was there are funds that are have been extended to orange county board of education which have not been accepted and not have been been used money's been left on the table in recent history well, that's a very false and misleading statement you just made, Claudia, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm not aware of any. Okay. Well, we'll I'll take that up. How about then the Assembly Bill 48, Prop 13, on the primary ballot? What is your position on that? Are you referring to the original Howard Jar- Jarvis, Prop 13? No, the AB 48, the education system provided for. Um, AB 48, uh, across the state... Uh, it will be on the ballot uh, for uh, as co- it'll be called Proposition 13. In general, tell us um, what th- this will be matching f- uh, grants to local school districts for both construction and maintenance. What is your position on AB 48? So if you look at what's happening in California, there's a tremendous amount of um, money and education that's being wasted on bureaucracy. And so we send it to Sacramento, and it doesn't come back to the local uh, counties, to the local school districts. Orange County traditionally has been a donor county, and so a lot of those funds do not make their way back here, and a lot of it is wasted. Okay, so what is your position on AB 48? So AB 48, I think, is just another um, handout from the state government to increase bureaucracy and to increase their stranglehold of local education. And that is one of the the big tenets that that I see uh, in education is that local control no longer exists because when the the state or the federal government begin to tell you and dictate to you what you're going to do with your money how are you going to spend it on your curriculums how are you can spend it on textbooks or wherever it may go to including um, uh, the classified as well as certificated employee uh, salaries whenever that happens you you lose the concept of local control of education so if it's a brick and mortar piece of legislation and as well as maintenance is how does that figure into uh, bureaucracy yeah so we have uh, if if a school district wants to have more funding to build schools or to modernize schools we have those avenues ver- uh, uh, via the local school bond to have another state school bond already in a state that's in financial distress with which one is that the state of california is in financial distress we owe a lot of money uh, to pensions and and larger items like that that are not uh, or we don't have the ability to pay for those things so w- why would we now begin to take money from the taxpayer uh, take 
the taxpayers' money and give it to a bureaucracy that's going to waste it. Uh, local, lo- this is a statewide uh, measure, and I think lo- if, if, if a school district wants to have a, a local bond measure, uh, they should put it on, and most of the local bond measures do pass, and they go specific for projects rather than giving it to a, a big bloated government entity. Well, it's interesting that the Orange County Assembly, all of them in the Orange County delegation, they've supported AB 48, and the only person in the state Senate in the state California, the Orange County delegation that did not support AB 48 is Senator uh, John Morlock. So it's you've got a lot of bipartisan support for AB 48. So let's move along. Well, John Moore, if, if I can, Claudia, in, uh, just interject here. John Morlock probably understands the economic nature of the state of California better than any other elected person uh, in California. He's a CPA, as you know. He has yeah, I've root- had him on a couple of years ago when he ra- last ran. Yeah, he has his roots here in Orange County, and uh, I agree with John Morlock's position that this is not something that is good. Well, um, he also, he has a libertarian portfolio versus the, you've got bipartisan support of AB48 from, uh, the as I said, the assembly members and the, the state. W- which assembly sent- members voted so for th- that? So that was Philip Chen, uh, Stephen Choi, Northern Irvine, Bill Bro, Tyler Diep, as well as Pat Bates and Ling Ling Cheng. So th- they've all supported that. So I want to get, when you're talking about uh, the bureaucracy and, and waste in bureaucracy, let's talk about what's going on. You've appealed some rejections of petitions for charter schools in the county of Orange. And that required your board of education, the Department of Education board, going uh, to off of council, uh, out of general council, onto private retention of attorneys to sustain your appeal of denied petitions for charter schools. How do you justify that expenditure? And do you have any? Can you give us an item, a, a line item of how much so far has been paid to those private councils? Uh, so I, I think you misunderstood and mischaracterized the situation at the Orange County Department of Education, to be honest with you, Claudia. Uh, what happened was, starting five years ago, uh, the Board of Education began asking questions, what happens to our general counsel when he requires? The general counsel at that time was Ron Winkert. And uh, there was some disagreement between the superintendent and the board. The board sought uh, legal uh, opinions outside legal opinions. And if you look at the state education code, it actually says that the general counsel will be selected by the superintendent and the board. So in April of 2019, when our general counsel said that he was going to be retiring, uh, it was brought up in open session, the process of selecting the new general counsel. And what could be more important to any entity, whether it's a private individual or government uh, board, such as the County Board of Education, what is more important than having uh, the ability to select their own counsel? Uh, But the superintendent said, no, I select the counsel and I will select it for you. So uh, because of the debate, uh, because of the difference of opinion, uh, th- there were words iterated by the good superintendent Meharis that he would involve, that he, uh, he eventually came around and said, I would involve the board uh, in selecting the general counsel. Unfortunately, Claudia, that did not happen. 
the general counsel was selected entirely by the superintendent in violation of state education codes. I will do more diligence on that, and we'll discuss that with the county other Department of Education candidates because everything. By the way, Claudia, everything is on uh, the the website. We have been so transparent and sunshine this entire process. Every single bit of information is up there for for the entire public to, to look at. Well, there are some people that are very carefully following the business of the Orange County Department of Education, and they're seeing some very unorthodox kinds of financing and uh, oversight going on with the the charter petition review and the the amount of money that is actually being appropriated for the the, the council on retention from beyond the system and i i want to i'm going to do more diligence at that so i want to get at but if i can because you, you, you ahead. S- again you said some false and misleading information the the charter uh, a, appeal and petition process and approval is very different a subject than the general counsel issue the general counsel issue is in litigation uh, because the superintendent failed to follow the education codes I, I, I don't know what you're saying, and, and again, I'll be more than happy to come back a, as your guest, but uh, as far as charter uh, petitions, that is a issue and part of the financing that comes from the superintendent. The, the superintendent staff provides the board with a report um, as far as the charter appeal as to its success, and so they, <clears throat> in their report, will give weaknesses as well as strengths. And so that, that's a, a totally separate um, uh, subject material that, uh, and matter. That, that is something that is not subject to any outside uh, finances. Uh, if the question is about the general, lit, uh, general counsel litigation issue, again, the, the principle upon that is that the Board of Education has been very consistent in their application of the state education codes and laws. And uh, the, the sovereignty of the people, and this is, this is a very important concept, the superintendent usurped the sovereignty of the people of Orange County when they elected their five trustees to the uh, County Department of Education. He has usurped that. That is correct. There's five trustees for the County Department of Education. Those duties and responsibilities have been usurped by uh, Superintendent Meharris. Again, I, I love Al. Al Meharris is a good man. I, I appreciate him. We, we just have a very serious uh, difference in the uh, law where um, it does say that the board and the superintendent shall appoint. Uh, it, it doesn't say may appoint. It says shall appoint. And that's the whole contention here. So because of the conflict in the selection of the, of the general counsel, it's a, a good man by the name of Jeff Real from the Anaheim Union School District. Uh, Jeff Real was, uh, had a, a, a significant conflict of interest because the Anaheim Union School District had sued the county uh, board of education over a charter school that we approved. So, he, uh, so Anaheim Union and Jeff Real were involved in litigation against the board of education at the time that he was, um, he was hired by Al. Uni- again, a unilateral hiring by the superintendent. The board, we realized that there was a huge problem, and it was talked about, and it's it's certainly well documented in in the in the minutes because we do have printed uh, transcripts. It was docu- It was well documented, and I made it a public issue that you you, you can't hire a, an attorney who is the principal attorney 
in litigation against you. I mean, that is a conflict of interest uh, by the State uh, Bar Association, and he should never have been hired because of that. So, so now we got involved in this litigation because of a poorly thought out plan of hiring an attorney that was suing the Board of Education. So that's, you know, again, that's a very superficial layer. This is a very, very deep subject But it has material. huge fiscal impacts on the, the, the budget that the Board of Education has. Having these well, well, certainly outside. no one wants to go spending money on litigation. Uh, that but is not Do you have necessary. an idea how much it is so far? It's probably close to a million dollars. Which is a huge Which amount. is a huge, yeah. And, and here's, here's the kicker about this, Cloudy, and let me tell you the truth here. The superintendent has hired a second law firm to appeal this and is spending uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars that do not need to be spent. We, we have a court date that is actually the second week there in February. Okay, this so is you can going, see that before this the primary. Is, this is going to trial. Yeah. And um, the, the issue is whether the Board of Education, according to State Education Code 1042, paragraph D, has ability to hire outside counsel uh, when a conflict exists. And in this situation, a, a legal conflict existed. Now, I'm not an attorney. I'm a, I'm a physician, uh, but from my understanding is that is a huge ethical lapse by anyone to hire an attorney that is your opponent, and that, could, that, that attorney could be actually disbarred. For those of you who've just joined us, my guest is Dr. Ken Williams, incumbent running for another term on the Orange County Board of Education's Area 3, which does include Irvine. So let's go to your financial trust, your brain trust in terms of your campaign. Tell us about who's endorsing this <clears throat> uh, running for re-election and the, where the funds are coming from. So, um, I, great question. I'm being uh, endorsed by uh, Senator John Morlock. John uh, has known me for quite some time to be a, a fiscal conservative uh, in, in my application of, of governance. Um, I'm also endorsed by um, the, our good Orange County Sheriff, uh, Donald Barnes, uh, our good uh, supervisors, Michelle Steele, Don Wagner, uh, and uh, um, Mr. Doe from the 1st Supervisorial District. Of the county. Uh, yeah. Of the county. Then, of course, uh, uh, there is a whole host of uh, retired elected officials and current sitting school board and college community um, board trustees that are endorsing me. And your funds? Uh, yeah, so I, that that I I need more funds. <laughs> no, no. Where are where is Help where me. are <laughs> largely the funds coming from? Well, so people can understand. Right, we can follow the money. We we all have to do that as a voters. Absolutely, yeah. So I put ten thousand dollars of my own money into this account to get started. I've done that every year. Um, I never, I never get it back, but it's a part of what I feel is important to uh, representing the the constituents of this district and the larger Sarier campaign. How, where's and that and from? and so, um, where are they going to come from? I have to go out and fundraise. <laughs> I ha have not. But fundraised. you know, from previous cycles, where was it coming from? Yeah. Oh, I see filing? what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, the the previous uh, individuals that have helped out have been uh, the California Charter School Association. Uh, that's been one source. Uh, then there's the Lincoln Club that has been a source. And then uh, the other um, uh, PACs are smaller PACs. Uh, the, um, there's a, I think it's called the Family Action PAC. They have, they have supported me. Howard Almondson has supported me. Uh, and then a whole host of uh, conservative leaders have given me 100 or $200 checks to help support my campaign. So, you know, I, I want to close this interview with a really really earnest question 
a day after the observance of Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, birthday. And I want to pull that sort of dedication to him and the kind of opportunities that are availed, the Orange County Department of Education in bringing a spiritual piece to each session that you c- conduct on a monthly basis. So the inclusivity themes that are brought in yesterday's acknowledgement of Dr. Martin Luther King, how from your incumbency forward into possibly a new term, how would you take up an inclusivity value in the ritual taken at the beginning of the meetings, in the invocations. So your question has to do with the invocation at the beginning of each of our Correct. meetings? Okay, and your question is, how can I make it more Martin Luther King-like? How include the people that you represent throughout the Orange County? So to begin with, um, there is no um, free speech or anybody policing what is said that would be against uh, free speech in, in this this great nation uh, we do invite uh, uh, pastors or any individual actually it didn't have to be an ordained minister or a priest or whatever uh, we do invite anyone to come forward and volunteer to give an invocation and we do have guidelines that talk about uh, n- not so much of a particular God, but more or less looking for guidance and wisdom and how we make decisions. Uh, your, your question also is very, very interesting. Uh, we truly are a nation that is divided. We truly are a nation, if you look at what's happening now with this, this impeachment of Trump, uh, we are a very divided nation. And the rhetoric is, is very harsh, it's very divisive, and it's very polarizing. So uh, I think if, if you have been to uh, in, any of our meetings, the invocations that uh, have been given have been given by people of Muslim faith, Jewish faith, uh, Christian. Um, we haven't had a, a somebody from the Buddhist or, or Hindu community, but they're certainly welcome. Uh, we, we, they have been very calming. They have been appealing to the better angels of who we are in our humanity. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I know that there there's a Supreme Court ruling that <clears throat> allowed for invocations to be a part, a, school, a prayer preceding the order of business in legislative bodies. This is an education body, and there hasn't been any Supreme Court uh, protection, constitutional protection of an invocation uh, in as I said, in an education body. So I wanted to... I would to disagree with you again on that, Claudia. In the Lemon case, uh, education in schools do absolutely count, and we've had legal opinions on that too. So, uh, yeah, uh, to, to have an... In, I, I'm concerned about the question because it suggests a religious litmus test. Uh, again, no one is forcing anybody to believe in a way. No one is proselytizing. We're, we're looking, as you said in, in, at this question, we're looking at bringing people together. We're looking at bringing people from varying political philosophies, religious ideologies, cultural divide, bringing them together, because this nation is truly divided. And my, my rhetoric, I always try to make it so I'm seeking the middle ground. I'm seeking peace and, and justice. Um, Martin Luther King that you brought up, he's one of the individuals that I 
have studied and I idolize. And he's so in part, and his philosophy is incorporated to my uh, philosophical and political and cultural beliefs. He is, he is a man that um, I truly admire. And if, if you look at anything, I'm the one who introduces Black History Month um, resolutions because I do believe that the historically disadvantaged black community has been um, improperly uh, chastised and properly hurt by the, this nation and we're, we're looking to lift all historical minority groups up and, 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 and make this country less polarizing. So there are opportunities when because Dr. Martin Luther King talks about structural barriers to an equal opportunity in education, public health, and all of those things. And so there, that's why there's, op- there's opportunities for available funds throughout California to begin to address barriers which are so persistent right, and, and because of all the, the income inequality in school districts throughout. I know that my own children were at a school site that had its own foundation their district had its own foundation, and those foundations are not represented on all the schools in our county. Absolutely right, and that's why my heart goes out for those historically disadvantaged and economically deprived communities, and that's why charter schools offers those opportunities to increase scores. If you look at what's happening in the charter schools, we have one charter school that is absolutely outperforming any public school. Um, uh, Former Democratic Senator uh, Gloria Romero is in charge of of one school here in Orange County, and she's opening up two. Her test scores are going out out of the world and out of the ballpark. They're absolutely incredible. So uh, charter schools is a bipartisan issue, whether you're Democrat or Republican or independent. These uh, are vehicles, public school vehicles, to help kids who are in these impoverished communities rise on the educational ladder of life. Because education is the tide that raises all votes. We, we both agree with that. And we have to provide those opportunities for kids. And that's why charter schools are really, really important, Claudia. Well, I want to thank you Dr. Ken Williams, for coming in studio to join me today on Ask a Leader. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And it's been a while since I've been here at UC Irvine. I got lost. If we, you have to tell the truth to the, uh, to the people out there, but it's beautiful, the campus. I love it. And thank you for having me here, Claudia. Thank you. My guest was Dr. Ken Williams, incumbent running for another term on the Orange County Board of Education's Area 3, which includes Irvine, as Ask a Leader continues local coverage. We'll be hearing next week from Andy Thorburn, the other candidate running in the Area 3 Orange County Board of Education.